Welcome to Pop Culture Podcast. My name is Spencer, and for those of you who are new or just don't know, this podcast is basically just an audio version of my videos over on YouTube, which you can find if you go over to YouTube and type in the search bar at The Film Punch. If for whatever reason you can't find me over there, you can also head over to my Instagram, which is also at The Film Punch, and the link in the bio should take you where you need to go. Not only can you get the video version of what I talked about over here over on the YouTube channel, but you can also get it earlier, so I highly recommend going over there and subscribing. So yeah, in this episode today, I only have one review for you, and that is for 2023's Plane, starring Gerard Butler, and uh, yeah, definitely excited to get into the review for that one. So let's thank the sponsor and get into it. It's 106 miles to Chicago, we got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. So 2023's Plane is directed by Jean-Francois Rocher, hopefully I'm saying that name right, screenplay by Charles Cumming and J.P. Davis, and is about a pilot who finds himself caught in a war zone after he is forced to land his commercial aircraft during a storm. It stars Gerard Butler as Brody Torrance and Mike Coulter as Luis Gaspar, and the villain of the film, Evan Dane Taylor, who plays Junmar. And um, this is a really interesting film because from the title and the trailers alone, it just looked really generic generic action movie uh, it kind of looked like one of those movies you'd lump in with you know the typical Liam Neeson movie that comes out you know once twice maybe three times a year that is just kind of generic and forgettable you know you got these typical actors that that star in these types of films that aren't typically like the the biggest of high budget films they aren't necessarily blockbusters um but sometimes you get these types of films that you don't expect much from and you go into it and you're pleasantly surprised and honestly that is the case for this movie I do have a few complaints about the film but they aren't huge complaints I'll get to those in a bit but for now I kind of just want to talk about how how really good this film I, I was about to say great but how very very good this film was um so yeah you have Gerard, Gerard Butler who plays the captain uh, of this of this film Brody Torrance the captain of the of the plane that he was flying um, also in there I wanted to mention Joey Slotnick as Sinclair I believe that's the actor that played the co-pilot he was also really great um, but yeah Gerard Butler in this movie he's one of those actors that people tend to kind of lump together with people like Liam Neeson and those types of actors that do really forgettable action movies and you know, maybe you're offended by me saying that about Liam Neeson. Maybe he's your favorite actor. I'm sorry. But, you know, there's there's just so many films that I see from Liam Neeson that just look so forgettable and nobody really ends up watching. And I feel like Gerard Butler kind of gets those types of movies nowadays, which is unfortunate, but he is still a really a great actor. There is one movie from 2021 called Greenland. It's a disaster film. And typically when people think of disaster films, they're like, oh, great, 2012 or some shit like that. But no, that movie is actually really, really well done. So I would highly recommend checking out 2021's Greenland if you have the time. And especially if you watch Plane and you're looking for another Gerard Butler flick. Um, definitely one I would recommend. Uh, but yeah, Mike Coulter, some people might know for playing Luke Cage on the Netflix series. 
Um, yeah, he's, he's really great in this film. Basically with his character, I think they say it in the trailer, uh, but his character is, you know, this guy who gets brought in onto the plane last minute by this FBI guy saying, hey, we need to transport him. He's a convicted murderer. He's about to go to trial. Maybe, you know, he's still potentially dangerous, but also might might go free. Uh, or at least that's what I took from what they were saying. Um, but yeah, he gets brought in on, in handcuffs. You're supposed to like think, oh yeah, this guy is dangerous. He's going to be the bad guy of the film. But no, he ends up being helpful. And they show that in the trailer too, so they kind of give that away. But um, yeah, I, I think they're both really great in this film, Gerard Butler and Mike Coulter. I think they are definitely a, dy a dynamic duo. Um, yeah, I mean, they're really fun to watch in this movie. They're both badass. Um, they're both you know, big and tough, you know, Mike Coulter, a little bit more than Gerard Butler, that dude is, like, jacked, he looks great, I hope he comes back as Luke Cage, by the way, I really do, um, because I only watched the first season of that show, but I really did like him in that show, um, but yeah, the, the villain here, Evan Taylor, uh, Evan Dane Taylor, who plays Junmar, um, you know, it, it's kind of interesting, because the way that the plane, what happens with the plane, essentially, is that they land on this island, and, it's part of the Philippines, but the Philippines have tried to get these essentially mercenaries out of there, haven't been successful. So it's taken over by these mercenaries and, um, you know, they're not good people. And it played on so many fears, like my fear of, you know, being in a plane crash or having a plane be hijacked. And then not only that, but like cr crashing the plane somewhere that's, that's dangerous, you know, where things are trying to kill you. Um, that's, that's terrifying to me. And, um, you know, I, I think the aspect about this movie that, you know, made me the most anxious because I, I had anxiety throughout this entire film, pretty much. I was on the edge of my seat. My heart was beating, you know, I was really in it pretty much the whole runtime. Um, the thing about it is just like, it feels like something that could actually happen. It's not based on a true story, but while I was watching it, I was like, I, I feel like this could potentially happen. There's some aspects that feel a little, you know, <laughs> a little goofy and um, definitely made for a movie that wouldn't happen in real life, which I'll get to in a second. Um, just a couple things. It, it's not even really a bad thing, but again, um, yeah, edge of my seat the whole time. It played on certain fears that I have. It's really an interesting concept because there's the movie Fall that came out last year uh, that played on my fear of heights. And this movie here played on my fear of plane crashes. Um, and I don't know, this this movie kind of did a little more for me than Fall did, I would say, in the sense that it just like had me on the edge of my seat. I was like scared, especially in the plane crash scene. Like I, I felt like I was in the cockpit the whole time. I felt like I was in the plane and luckily the speakers were good because, um, the audio also in the, uh, in the film that they do, you know, you know, the plane audio. I mean, it, even if you haven't been on a plane, you kind of know the sound that a plane makes, uh, when, when you're in it, uh, it's, it's really relaxing by the way. I've fallen asleep to it before on YouTube, like 12 hour versions, but, um, yeah, I mean, with the way they edit the sound in here. And the way it comes through in the speakers, at least in the theater that I was in, it literally made you feel like you were in the plane. And when there was like lightning and stuff like that, crashing, uh, cracking onto the plane, and whatnot, like plane getting hit by lightning. I was just like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. That whole sequence, I was just like curled up in my seat. I was terrified. 
you know, this, it's hard for me to explain this because this movie kind of terrified me more than some horror movies do. Maybe it's because with horror movies, it's like, it's ghosts and demons and shit like that with a lot of those types of films. Unrealistic stuff. And in this, it, it scares me because, again, it feels like something that could actually happen. Um, and something that could have potentially happened. Who knows? Maybe there's a flight that went missing. Uh, I mean, there have been flights that went missing. So who knows? Something like this could have happened before. And maybe they even took some inspiration from that. Um, but yeah, that's that's just a scary thought that this film, even with some of its goofiness at times, even with some of its action movie tropes, still has things that are plausible. So um, yeah, it took me a minute to get there. Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, like I said, the the title of the film alone is really generic, plain. Um, but they said plain a lot in this movie. So it's, it's pretty perfect, honestly. Um, but yeah, the trailer was kind of generic as well. I just, when I saw it, I was like, I don't even know if I'm going to watch that movie. But I heard one review from Double Toasted that said that the plane crash scene at least was really good. And that was enough I needed to hear to want me to go to want me to go see it. That yeah, that makes sense. There we go. Uh, but it's full suspense from start to finish. I I think it might even scare some people if you have a fear of flying and stuff like that. It might be a little bit too much for you in those scenes. Um, yeah, and I'm trying to like kind of dodge spoilers too because there's certain elements of this film that I keep wanting to say but I don't want to because it's a spoiler um so if it sounds like I'm stuttering and stuff it's because I'm trying to like dodge around certain spoilers because I, I do want people to go watch this I think it is worth watching in the theater uh spoiler alert to my ranking but uh yeah I mean let me see here the ending of the film kind of left some things open-ended and with a film like this it's most likely not going to get a sequel, not because it doesn't make them enough money, but because they they aren't really going to, they don't want to make a sequel for this movie, most likely. Unless it makes like a billion dollars, this this movie isn't going to get a sequel. So there's certain things that they kind of left a little open-ended at the end, mainly with, never mind, I, again, trying to dodge around certain things. But there's one thing with one character in particular that they left a little open-ended and... I don't know. I would have liked to see a little bit of payoff from that at the end, but again, you know, it's not the biggest complaint I have, I guess. Um, and, and then another kind of complaint I have is they do have humor in this film. It's sprinkled throughout. There are moments that, um, you know, a little bit of levity in, in all the suspense and all the, all the drama, um, that are very much needed because, you know, with, uh, with Gerard Butler's character as a captain, captains are naturally kind of like charismatic and kind of funny and telling bad dad jokes in a way. Like if you've been on certain flights, you kind of, you kind of know what kind of captain I'm talking about. I, I feel like people have experienced that in one way or another, but he's that kind of guy. And even after the plane crash, he has those moments. And even, uh, Mike Coulter's character kind of has those moments, like a little back and forth between, um, you know, both characters, which I very much liked and added some levity. So the comedy in that aspect worked. Um, but the other aspects of comedy are when people are dying and it's playing off like almost a Deadpool movie in a way. It, I have to spoil this one scene. It's not like a huge spoiler, but there's this part where some people are getting shot from a long distance by a sniper. And this has to be like the most powerful sniper I've ever seen. 
you know, if anybody knows their guns, tell me down in the comments below, but it, it's literally like shooting these dudes through a car and it's just like rocketing and they're just like falling back. Like they're like shoved back into the car behind them. I'm like, I, I don't think that would actually happen, but maybe I'm wrong. It just made it look so goofy. It, it's mainly with the kills in this movie that, that people were laughing at the most. I was laughing at cause I was just like, I mean, and it kind of works too, because with the like light comedic tone uh, of the dialogue, with the slight comedic tone of the uh, of some of the kills, it makes it kind of fun. But at the same time, when a lot of the other movie is played very seriously and very suspensefully, um, it it doesn't always feel totally the same as the rest of the movie, if that makes sense. Uh, but it's not the biggest complaint because it was very satisfying to watch those people die in that way. It was really funny. <laughs> just thinking about it now makes me want to watch that. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just too funny though. It is hilarious. Um, yeah, it's, and there's one other scene that's possibly even funnier than that. But just the idea of, of people being shot through a car by a sniper from a long distance and just like shooting back like a cartoon it's it's hilarious to me oh my god i'm sorry <laughs> i need to stop <laughs> but uh yeah when it comes to the fighting i mean there's it's mainly shooting guns of course i mean in the thumbnail of the video you see the two main characters holding guns um so it's a lot of shooting back and forth but there are some moments of hand-to-hand -hand combat mainly towards the beginning with gerard butler's character um where it's just him and one other like bad guy is trying to take down and the way they film it other movies have tried to to film fight choreography this way before and have completely failed just by not being able to show anything but the way that the camera is it's like up close with the fights but you still see like every movement it, it's done so well for a film like this that's that might go under the radar for a lot of people like it's it's one of those moments I could see in uh, Corridor Crew, you know, stuntmen reacts. Uh, I would love them for them to react to that uh, once this movie, you know, is available to the public, um, you know, via, uh, via VOD, I should say. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, some really, really well choreographed and well shot uh, fight scenes in there. Uh, when it comes to the hand-to-hand -hand combat. When, when it comes to guns, I mean, there's only so much you can really do because it's not as close, and it's, you don't really notice it as much. But that's just one thing I appreciated there. I don't often notice really good fight choreography in, in films like this, uh, you know, of this caliber. And I, I just really appreciated that because they didn't have to do that. They could have easily just, you know move the camera a little a little bit from a distance but instead they want to be like right in the fight and still be able to show everything like at one point the guy had a knife and you like saw the point of the knife again because some people might not appreciate it because other films have tried to do similar things like i said and have just failed utterly because again you being up so close and having people move around it's hard to see everything and you know sometimes they just kind of say F it and, you know, go with the shot that they have. And in here, they, they took the time to really choreograph it well. They chore almost choreographed it around the camera, whereas other films feel like, all right, let's choreograph the fight and just film it. But they're like, no, the camera is almost part of the, the scene. It's it's the character almost. It's 
you know what I mean? Like the camera has to be included in the scene. It has to be included in the choreography for close up, you know, choreographed fights like that, if that makes sense. So, uh, you know, I wish I had a, a clip to show you of it, but, um, you know, if I, I find a clip on YouTube of it at any point, I will try to, uh, either share it, uh, as a post on YouTube or, uh, you know, put a link underneath the, uh, description, but yeah, I'm trying to think if I have anything else I want to say. I mean, it's not a perfect movie, but most movies aren't perfect. I think, um, uh, the word for this movie is effective. It, it does what it needs to do very effectively, and um, it's definitely worth watching in the theater. Now, here's when it comes to my ranking, you know, premium ticket, standard ticket, discounted ticket, free ticket. Definitely not a free ticket, definitely not a discounted ticket. The thing about this movie is I don't know how rewatchable it'll be, and I don't know how the experience will be watching it at home rather than in theaters. Is it a better theater? theater experience than home watching experience you know is this a film that I could see myself re-watching a million times probably not uh, you know especially compared to movies I've already watched this year like Megan um, mainly that's the only one that I'm thinking is maybe above this one at this point but um, uh, you know I, I don't know about that yet whereas Megan is one of those movies I feel like I could re-watch a million times <laughs> you know I, I could re-watch when it comes out, I would definitely buy it, you know, so I'm going to give this a standard ticket, not quite a premium ticket. It's definitely worth the price of admission. It's worth watching in theaters. Uh, but, you know, when it comes to my ranking, the way I describe premium ticket is like worth watching in theaters and buying on VOD, Blu-ray, DVD, all that stuff. Um, am I going to buy this on Blu-ray, VOD, DVD? I, I don't think so. Whereas a movie like Megan, I think I will because a movie like that, I feel like I would rewatch more times. But that being said, this is still a really, really great film. Really great. So definitely watch this in the theaters if you have the opportunity. Uh, but yeah, if you're wondering why I'm like talking about Megan right now, it's because I'm actually planning on doing a ranking at the end of the year of literally every film I watched. Um, so as I watch movies, like every time I watch a new movie, I, I kind of rank it, you know, either higher or lower than the other movies on my list, depending on how I feel about it. That way, you know, I have it all now, and that way I don't have to go go back at the end of the year and be like, all right, what are all the movies I watched? Oh, no, it's all on a list right here, and it's all already ranked. So, um, yeah, sorry if that was confusing there. But, yeah, um, have you seen 2023's Plane? What did you think? Did you love it? Did you hate it? Are you in the middle? I definitely very much love this movie. It is, you know, it's one of those movies that probably won't end up on my top 10 list but most likely my honorable mentions of 2023 because like I say in every review there are a lot of really great movies coming out this year so um you know it's it's gonna be hard for this this one to actually end up making the list but not to say it's a bad film by any means have you not seen this movie are you planning on watching it anytime soon why or why not I would love to know down in the comments below and uh, yeah, I think that's all I got for you. Leave a like on the video, subscribe, hit that notification bell so you never miss an upload, and I will see you in the next one. Thank you all for listening. Once again, I am on YouTube and Instagram at The Film Punch. I also have a separate Instagram account called at The Film Sensei if you want to follow me there as well, and then Facebook at The Film Punch as well. Uh, so yeah, those are all my social links. I very much appreciate you for listening once again, and I will see you in the next one. <laughs>